All right, it's 18 minutes after 11 o'clock. Stanley, good evening to you. Thank you very much for joining us. Are you well, man? Yes, good evening, Aubrey, and good evening to all the listeners. Yeah. So we are going into the second part of the conversation uh, that we started last week. And it was quite an interesting one as people began to really uh, think hard about what it is to focus, what is it that they are focusing on, And the possibility that once I start to change my focus, then the very circumstances I find myself in themselves begin to change. Can we start at the beginning, just as a measure of uh, recapping, Stanley? What are we talking about when we're speaking about focus? So what we we spoke about is that um, when we learn a little bit about the mind, We'll remember that you've got two parts. You've got many parts of the mind, but the mind, parts of the mind that we focus on when we talk about here, just to help us understand how things work, is the conscious and the subconscious mind. Yes. And um, what we have found, and what what we know now, and now um, if we can we can separate those two parts of the the mind, is the subconscious mind is uh, that part of your mind that takes care of all your subconscious functions, like your breathing, your heartbeat, your 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 blood flow. Everything that's happening, I mean, 99% of what's happening inside the body and around you every day is unconscious. So that's being taken care of by the subconscious. Yes. And then the conscious mind is more your thinking mind, but it's, it's, it's really, I would say, 2 to 4% maximum of your power to control things in your life lie at the subconscious mind. But that doesn't mean that that's not a, it's not a important part of the whole process because the conscious mind is the key that unlocks the subconscious mind. Yes. So in other words, to be able to use the power from a subconscious level, we've got to use a conscious thinking mind. And this conscious thinking mind is made up of, of six what we call thinking faculties, but last time we also referred to them as muscles. Mm. And we said if you can learn to control these muscles, if you can learn to develop these muscles, what you will, in, in, uh, what you will be doing is you will be directly affecting the way you think and that way you think directly is the key to affecting what happens at a subconscious level. Yes. So we started speaking two weeks ago about <clears throat> the very first uh, faculty and the very first muscle, which means probably one of the most important ones to start on, and that was the muscle of will yes. or focus. Yes. And we realized again that the reason people feel so out of touch or, or not in control of their lives is because <clears throat> we tend to focus on all the things we can't control. Yes. And that locus of control came in, again, that psychological yes. um, aspect that says the more you focus on the things you can control, the happier you'll be in life. The more you focus on things you cannot control, yes. the unhappier you become in life. So the whole talk last time became, what are we focusing on? And what we also realized in our, in our conversation last time is that if we keep focusing, um, people keep saying, change your thinking and yes. think more positive. Yes. And our argument was that it's not possible to just decide, I'm going to think more positive. Because yes. that's not in your control, really. What is in your control, though, is what you choose to focus on. And if you, if you choose to focus on more positive things, then you will tend to start thinking more positive. You will start to start feeling more positive. But what's happening at the moment in this country with too many people is that we just wake up every day and from morning to night, we're just focusing on all the negative things. Yeah. And that is what becomes then our reality. So when you talk about changing your perception to change your reality, that's saying change your focus. And yeah. that's kind of where we were um, 
in uh, two weeks ago. So join us as we have this conversation on 11 or 21 It's a very, very subtle uh, distinction that you're making there, Stanley, that I think if we don't actually point it out, we may lose the very nub of what you're trying to say to us. You are not saying have positive thoughts. You are saying choose a positive thing to focus on. Yes. Which, is, which I think is, is, is very important because I think that over the years in the uh, self-help industry generally, the conversation has been about uh, you must have positive thoughts, have positive thoughts. So in other words, it's almost a, an attempt to flood your mind with whatever it is that you call positive thoughts as opposed to saying, of course, there's a lot of negativity in the world, but seek out, deliberately seek out a particular thing that is within your control that is positive, that you are going to focus on to the exclusion of the other stuff. Correct. And, and, and you're right. That's, in the self-help industry, um, I mean, it's, it's been a, it's, there's a, the reason that it's a second fastest industry, growing industry worldwide, yeah, it's because people realize the, the the use in it. But you see, what happens is sometimes something happens, and then people get too excited and they sort of run ahead. Yeah. So what happened in the last ten, twenty years, the last couple of decades, is that people started realizing, yes, we need to be thinking more positive. Yes. We they started studying what it has uh, does for us psychologically, what it does for us emotionally, what it does in our body. Yes. And all of the scientists will say the same thing, and that's what made the self-help industry excited. Be yes. able to come forward and say, guys, this is the answer. You need to be more positive. Yes. But what's been lacking is how do we become more positive? Yeah. How do I think more positive? So it's one thing to tell somebody you've got to think more positive, but it's, it's another thing to be able to understand the science behind why we think the way we do. And what this, is, this, 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 this first muscle of focus is about is that I believe that it's not possible to directly just decide from now on I'm going to be a positive person. Yes. Because you cannot just change the DNA and makeup of your body at such a level. It takes a lot of hard work. But yes. you can decide to do to say, I am going to choose consciously to stop focusing on the things that make me feel, and that's like the crux of, uh, part of tonight's theme. Stop focusing on the things that make me feel negative, yes. that make me feel angry. Even though even though those emotions, I don't know if you know this, Obi, but they like a drug. Yes. You know, the same center that, that when you take cocaine uh, or any of those drugs that, that, that people take, there's, there's, there's chemicals that get released into your bloodstream. Yes. Well, apparently the same type of chemicals get released when you're angry. When you, you, you're sad, when you're frustrated, when you, all these negative emotions, as well as positive emotions, get released, and it can become like a drug. Yeah. So you can tend to, to, although you know you shouldn't, you can tend to focus on the negative things because that becomes your identity. Sure. I'm, I'm angry. I'm angry with the world. I'm yeah. angry with South Africa. I'm angry with everybody. Yeah. And I keep focusing on negative things. Yes. What we're saying tonight is that if you want to start changing your demeanor, you do have the choice to start focusing on things that make you feel good, things that make you feel happy, things that inspire you, things that uplift you. That is your choice, but that's that's only your choice. Nobody can take that choice away from you. So give us a call, the double one eight eight three zero seven zero two. Stanley Beckett is my guest. We're talking about focus. What are you focusing on? What are you deliberately directing the gaze of your mind towards? Yeah, because I think that that is a very, very important part of what came out last week. Also, uh, Stanley, that this is a deliberate act of the will. 
you are forcing the gaze of your mind to focus on specific things. And what that says to me is that it is an acknowledgement also of the fact that the negative does exist. Because here's a question by Archibald, which I think uh, segues nicely into what we want to talk about tonight. He says, Hi, Bra Aubrey. I'm Archibald. How can I live positive or adapt positive thoughts in a negativity, uh, in a negative environment? What's the steps to focus on my positive uh, thoughts? Yeah, and, and, and what he can do there, and if you're asking me, Aubrey, it's a, that, that's a good question because a lot of people are sitting there. And when you're talking about a negative environment, you're really talking about two levels. On the one level, you're talking about your physical environment. It's very difficult to be positive, for example, if you're sitting in a prison. Yes. You know, that environment does not lend itself to positive thinking and being positive. But yes. there are still people that do it, that have an extremely positive outlook on life in the worst environment. Yes. And then the second level of environment is the people in your life. Yes. If you have people who are constantly negative and putting you down, it's very difficult to stay and focus on positive. But what I would venture to say that is even in that circumstances, you can choose what to focus on. You can either focus on your current reality or you can focus on what we are talking about tonight. Yes. You can choose at what level you're focusing on the goal. Yes. And the goal for you might be to leave that environment. The goal for you might be to live in a totally different environment. And what I'm suggesting tonight is that I'm not saying that focusing on that goal all the time is going to necessarily 100% bring that goal to you. But what I can guarantee you is that your chances of achieving your goal significantly increase when you focus on that goal in a positive way all the time instead of focusing on the circumstance. Yes, yes. So what are the steps, uh, Stanley, I suppose, is what Archibald is asking. What do we do to start the process that is going to create the kind of momentum towards the achievement of the goals that we want, if I understand you correctly? Because you seem to be saying that we need to take our gaze off the reality of the fact that there are a lot of negative things. I mean, uh, I'm not hearing you to be saying that there is no negativity in the world and therefore uh, let's go on our merry way and achieving our goals. I'm hearing you to be saying that in the midst of the uh, of the negativity, it is possible to make the choice of focusing on something that is positive and in line or congruent to your goals, right? Yeah. So, so, so there is there is that acknowledgement. What are the steps? What does one do to start lifting themselves out of the the negativity of the real circumstances as perceived by their mind at a particular time into a situation where you start to to channel your mind towards those things, few as they may be sometimes, that are positive? Well, the first thing is, Aubrey, you need to become aware of the fact that you no longer want to carry on the way you are. If you're not aware of that, if you're not aware and dissatisfied enough, you yes. are going to be stuck. Yes. You see, that's a big problem. A lot of people are dissatisfied, but they're not dissatisfied enough. Yes. They, they, they're not quite there yet. So that's the first thing. Then the second thing is you've got to be aware of what you're either moving away from or moving towards. Yes. Now, that's, that, that's, that's something I actually just wanted, to, how I actually wanted to start tonight's conversation. Just tell you where, where the idea for tonight's topic came from is, you know that recently I was um, out of the country and I wasn't in another country. And when yes. I landed there, 
I can't explain it to you other than this, Aubrey, but the feeling that I had when I was there was something totally different than I felt for a long time here in South Africa. Yep. I feel there's a lot of unhappiness here. There's a lot sure. of um, worry. There's a lot of mistrust. I landed in this country, and the first thing that I picked up consciously, and I was looking at myself and saying, what is this strange? It was a totally different feeling. And then I turned around and I said to, said to my wife, and I, I said to her, you know what? I've been working for the last five years to get exactly this feeling that I'm feeling right now. Yeah. This, 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 this inspired, hopeful, I, I want to make a difference feeling, and I, and I really felt it there. Yeah. And then I realized, I said to her, you know, all the things I've been working on, all the goals I've set for myself in the past five years has actually been to achieve what I'm feeling at this moment right now. Yes. And then I thought, I wonder sometimes if we understand that when we set goals, yes. do we ever ask ourselves, why am I setting that specific goal? Yes. Because every goal you set and everything you set for yourself as a goal is because you want to feel a certain way. Yes. Like let's say, for example, it's a new car. You don't want the pain of paying <laughs> that new car of every month for the next <laughs> four years, right? Yeah. You don't want that. Yeah. You don't want how much the service and everything else of this new car is going to cost you. But what you do want is that feeling of pride that driving down the road in your new car is going to give you. Sure. And you are willing to sacrifice almost everything for that feeling. Yes. Now, if uh, if we can realize what that feeling is we're looking for, it can help us with this whole process and kick off this process in two ways. Number yes. one, it can help us realize what we really want yes. and what we really want to move away from. And it, and it can also help us realize that there are many ways to achieve the same thing. Yes. You see, when we believe only one thing is the way to achieving a certain thing, that comes from our block perspective. Yes. So we will work, and that is, this is when you will find people who will work their whole life. Yes. Who will work and put in 12, 13, 14 hours per day working towards a goal, because in the back of their mind, they think that goal is going to give them a sense of pride or a feeling that they want. Yes. Only to finally achieve that goal and to see that they still don't have the respect they were looking for. They still don't have that sense of pride. They still don't have that achievement. Whatever the feeling is, they still don't have it. Yeah. And that is because they never started the right way. They never said to themselves, what is it that people are always saying in goals? What is it that I want to achieve? Mm -hmm. I'm saying the most powerful question you can ask in a goal is, what is it that I want to feel? So let's say, for example, I say, I want to feel um, secure in life. Yes. I'm tired of feeling like I'm never secure. Okay, then my question to you be, will be, what would make you feel secure? Yes. And maybe you can say to me, it might be a house, or it might be a certain job or position, it might be a certain salary. But can you see, now we're starting to understand why you're setting the goals. That yes, yes. Because it's ultimately going for that feeling. And and, and also, can you, you? what you will see there is that there's actually that house, that car, that thing you're striving for might only be one way Yes. For you to feel security. Maybe meeting a partner that you're on your own and meeting a partner who you love very much suddenly makes, gives you that same sense of feeling of security that you felt that you thought you're going to have to work for the next 50 years to attain. Yes. Yeah, you suddenly meet someone, you fall in love, they financially off, they look after you and you've immediately got this, or maybe just having somebody who, who loves you is that feeling of security. Yes. But the point is, I believe that where people are getting it or, or missing missing a, po a, a step, an important step in setting goals, is that they're focusing on the wrong things. 
They're focusing on, on what they're going to achieve. They're focusing on, on, on their own limited mindset way of how to achieve certain things. Yes. And what they should be focusing on is that what do I want to experience? Yes. What do I want to feel? Do I want to be happy? Okay, what makes me happy? Go do that. Do I want to feel loved? Okay, what makes me feel loved? In other words, what, what must a partner do to make me feel loved the way I want to feel loved? Okay, go set a goal to find a partner like that. Or maybe set the goal that me and my me and my partner become that kind of couple. Or maybe set you know what I'm saying to you is that the first step, and you I'm coming back to that person that you asked the question earlier on. He says he's sitting in those dire circumstances where the environment is not being being um, conducive to to change. Then I would say to him the first thing is stop focusing on how you no longer want to feel, and tell me how do you want to feel. And then let's start working. Oh, say that again. Say that again. Stop focusing. Stop stop focusing on how you don't want to feel anymore. Stop telling me you don't want to be angry or you don't want to feel scared or all of that. Tell me how you want to feel. And then we'll take that feeling and we'll start working backwards from there and saying, okay, what's going to make you feel that way? Let's start setting that up as your goal. Oh, 011-883-0702. I think I've just had my little aha moment right there, Stanley. That I think we get get caught up in the feeling that I don't want this. Yeah, I don't want this. This is unpleasant. I'm not happy with this. We don't yes. spend enough time focusing on what we want. So what does the universe give us? It gives us what our mind is on. I, I see how the issue of the law of attraction works now. You're yes. saying to me that even if you're saying... I don't want unhappiness. Even if you are saying, I don't want insecurity. Even if you are saying, I don't want to be, uh, to be in this unpleasant situation. Your mind is not hearing the I don't. It's just hearing the, the issue that you are, you're, you are focusing on. And therefore, what I'm hearing you to be saying is that don't focus on what you don't want. Decide first as a step, what do you want? And then be clear about what are the steps that you need to follow to get what you want. Am I correct? That is 100%. You know, it's almost like there's this little voice that's listening to you, a universal voice, I call it. And I found myself saying this a, a few years ago, Aubrey, and I made a big mistake in my life. I would, all the time, I'd be so frustrated that I would keep saying, I don't want to feel like this anymore. Yes. I don't want to feel like this anymore. And it's almost like some, some, some voice heard me and everything in my life changed, but it didn't change the way I wanted to. Yes. Things got even worse. And then I realized, instead of just saying, I don't want to feel like this anymore, I also added onto it and saying, instead, I want to feel this way. And when you say, I don't want to feel angry anymore, you'll see, as soon as you say that, you feel angry. Because your connection <laughs> to saying that is, 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 is feeling. It's, it's kind of, uh, and I know it sounds many times like, um, well, it might sound like it's almost the same type of conversation we had two weeks ago when we said, we spoke specifically like Mother Teresa and say, don't focus on what you don't want. Yes. Tell us what you do want. And I'm still looking forward to, to hearing some of the words of the opposite of what we currently find. Yes. But this is just on a deeper level. It's saying in the same way as we said just two weeks ago, I think sometimes we tend to we tend to dig quite wide, but we never go deeper into the topics. And tonight I just wanted to go a little bit deeper and say the same thing is with your goals. Stop focusing on the feelings you don't want. Like that guy, that, that person, and I'm sorry, I don't remember his name now. 
He said he's sitting in that situation. I bet you he's feeling like that and hopeless every day because he's focusing on the negative again. He's focusing on that feeling. And my suggestion to him would be the one thing you can control is I'm not saying, and here's, here's an, the important distinction, Aubrey. I'm not saying from tomorrow start feeling happier or start feeling more secure. No. I'm saying start focusing on the things that make you feel that way. And as you focus on them, you're going to see that that feeling is going to start to change. I'm looking forward to those calls on 011-883-0702 as we go deeper, as we uh, go into the granular detail of the issue of focus. Give us a call, 011-883-0702. Could it be that you've been focusing on what you don't want? And maybe the call is that you need to do the work, yeah, the work of actually deliberately looking on at what you actually want, not what you don't want. And, I, and I've got to say, Stanley, that I resonate very strongly with what you've just said there because, yes, the general mindset is, I, I don't like feeling this way. I don't like that. And so your mind is constantly flooded by thoughts, images of what you don't want because that's what you're entertaining. But I've, I haven't done the work to say, this is actually what I want. So you can't get what you want because you haven't really thought about it. Give us a call, 11 883 and, and I suppose the, the implications for what, what your mind can do if it's given proper instructions is staggering, Stanley. Yeah, your mind. I mean, we, we talk about the mind that the, the, the fastest, all the computers, it's almost like, if I'm not mistaken, almost all the computers on this planet together cannot, cannot match the computational capabilities of the human mind. Yeah. So it, it, it has this amazing ability to work things out. Yes. But you've got to give it a clear instruction. Yes. You see, uh, someone said something interesting to me, or maybe this is another way of explaining it as well, why feelings are so important. Yes. Because feeling is not something that's ambiguous. I mean, you, you either feel happy or you're sad. You're, not, you're, not, you're never in a state where you're not sure how you're feeling. People will say, I'm not sure how I feel about something. It's, it's usually because they're not sure. They don't want to actually tell you how they're feeling about it. But generally, we understand feelings, and we understand what it feels like to be happy, to be sad. I mean, there's no ambiguity about that. When you take a language like the English language, there's a lot of ambiguity. Yes. Any, any single, there's so many words in the English and in any language that you use that can mean five different things depending on in which context you're busy talking about. Yes. So when you try and attempt, when you attempt to put language, universally I'm talking about now, yes. language as your vehicle for explaining what you want, Yes. then you can get almost anything because there's, there's so much ambiguity. There's, I mean, uh, how does, uh, let's say, imagine you were, you were, you were a person that, that you were a genie, magic genie, and you could make anything happen. And, and somebody says, I want to be happy. Yes. You wouldn't know what to give that person because happiness, every single person has a different... Yeah, there's all sorts of interpretations there, yeah. There's all sorts of... And all sorts of contexts, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but, but the one thing that there isn't is, is I want to feel a certain way. Yes. You see, the, the, how else do you talk to this universal power except how you feel? 
Yeah. When you feel gratitude, you bring more of what you're grateful into yes. your life. Yes. When you feel love, things start to change completely. I mean, there was even a doctor who, who did some research and because we're made of, I don't know what percentage, 70, 80% of water. Yes. And then he did a lot of research into how just using hateful language and feelings and thoughts, how it changes the composition of water. So it physically changes your composition, these feelings and thoughts yes. that you have. Yes. And in the same way, this feeling goes out into a universal level where it gets understood. And if you are sitting the whole time and focusing on things that make you fearful, it, what I'm, I'm not saying, and, and, and again, because I don't want people to think, uh, because people can blame themselves for things that aren't their fault. What mm. I'm saying to you is that just because you're focusing on things you, you do not want that make you feel fearful or scared, for example, doesn't mean necessarily it's attracting those things, it's bringing those things into life, but what it yes. does mean is that it's not creating the space for you to be able to focus on the things you do want. So if you're spending all your time thinking, focusing on the things that you do not want, how do you expect in that, in that seed, that, that garden that you're growing all these thoughts, what you do want to grow? The only thing that can grow is something negative. And what we're saying tonight yeah. is, is focus on what you do want. Stop wasting time on focusing on what you don't want. Call us and now. That explains it, yeah. Call us now. The number is 021-446-0567. If you're in Cape Town, if you're in uh, Johannesburg, the number is 011-883-0702. I'm going to take your calls now. Uh, Mandila Ketonieli says, uh, it's also just as important to tell people to focus on what they want instead of telling them to not focus on what they don't want, says Mandilake Donieli. Absolutely correct, Mandilake. And I, and I absolutely appreciate the fact that you are seeing, or not maybe seeing, because you obviously do see it, but uh, underscoring that very subtle um, distinction, that it's also very important for us to be talking about what is it that we want. Yeah, And that's the work. Hey, Stanley, that's the work that yeah. we need to do to actually s- stop and understand and insert in our minds what we want. Not what we don't want, but what we want. And that is work. Yes. All right. Stanley Baker, yeah, and sorry. Then, yeah. And then last, uh, anything I'll say about that, Aubrey, is that sometimes to understand what you want, you need to, for a moment, look at what you don't want. Yeah. Because what you want is the opposite of that. But what we're saying here, the, the distinction is, is do not spend time focusing on what you don't want. Yeah. Go and look there and decide what you don't want, but then go right back to focusing on what you do want. Looking forward to those calls. Let's start off with those calls. Selma is in Rudaport. Hi, Selma. Hi. Uh, I just want to say that uh, I belong to a network direct selling company. And uh, one of the leaders in this company called Dexter Jaeger, although he's now deceased, but anyway... He had this idea that you must have a dream and a goal and you should uh, put a picture or a statement on your fridge or even the back of your yeah. um, a, a toilet door where you can look at it every day. Yes. So you can see your dream and your goals which you only uh, uh, think of positive things. Yes. And uh, the books that they give you to read are all about how to reach that, uh, reach that goal and uh, audios are being solicited and eventually brainwash yourself literally into only thinking positive thoughts on how to achieve your goals. Yeah. And in another thing again, uh, which isn't even related, I always say we should forgive people who do bad to us. Yeah. It's not because you want to be goody goody to forgive them, but apparently if one doesn't forgive a person and you keep on dwelling on what they did to you, yes. you keep on thinking about it forever, you're doing yourself more harm. Yes. It affects your immune system. 
them and you're, you become depressed and everything. And by not forgiving them, you do yourself so much harm that you actually give them victory by just doing that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Even more than what they've already gained by having done something bad to you. Yeah. So the Lord saying we must forgive our enemies is not so much because He says we should be good, but so much that because if we don't, uh, and we always dwell on the bad things, we do uh, harm to ourselves. Ah, I hear you, Selma. Thanks very much for your call. Much appreciated. What, what are you focusing on? Yeah. Um, have you done the work to actually work out what it is that you want? Not the things that are the vehicles that may bring you to what you want. Yeah. So, uh, as Stanley was saying, that you might think you want the car, but actually you want the feeling of freedom. The feeling of, you know, whatever it is that you associate getting a car with. Have you done the work to actually uh, remove the layers of what you may think you want and actually arrive at what you actually want? I'm interested to hear hear your thoughts. And Selma suggesting that maybe you need to have a, uh, what do they call those boards? Hey, Stanley, those boards that you put up and you put up the car. Remember? Uh, They call them vision boards. Yeah, vision boards. Have a a vision board. If that helps you, great. Great. But... I think that for me, the most important thing for tonight's conversation, Stanley, has been decide what you want, not what you don't want. Uh, And that for me is actually quite powerful. Let's talk to Martin, who's in Johannesburg. Hi, Martin. Uh, Aubrey, how are you doing? I'm well, thanks, Martin. Are you well? Uh, Always, always. Um, Your your, your guys' conversation tonight just sparked back memories from um, when I was an apprentice many, many, many years ago. Uh, I lived lived away from home with a family of 10. Um, And, um, yeah, on apprentice wages, uh, the money that I had in my pocket at the end of every week, Yes. It was just enough to buy lunch and what, 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 yes. um, and, 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 and get to work. Yeah. So the, the lady of the house or the mom of the house used to, um, you know, plant little seeds in, 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 in my head. And just very indirect, by the way, questions. Yeah. Um, when will you get yourself a bed? Yes. Was was the was the first question she used to ask, uh, and you know, I'm thinking in 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 the back of my head, okay, this woman really does know what I earn. She knows uh, if I have, you know, two rand to to rub together at the end of the week, it's a lot, right? But in hindsight, many 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 years ago, um, that that. Um, those small conversations actually, yeah, made me realize that you needed to, you don't need to earn a lot of money to sleep on a bed, Yeah. right? But the, your, your vision comes to fruition from a place of necessity. Yes. So, so if I was sleeping on the bed, I mean, on the floor at that time, on the cold hard floor at that time, yeah. my necessity to get a bed would have been 10 times fold. The urgency would have been 10 times fold. Yeah. Right? So I think, you know, in, in a lot of all of this, we only find where we truly want to go out of a place or from a place of necessity. Yes. 
Yes, yes. I, I, I hear that, and I'm, I'm, I'm interested to, what, to hear what Stanley has to say. One of the things that I, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think about quite strongly, Martin, is how we can see ourselves beyond our current circumstances. In other words, if I currently earn 10 rands a day, and my circumstances need me to earn 15 rands a day, to what extent am I limiting myself by only focusing on my current realities? At what point? Rand a day. Yeah. At yeah. what? At what point do I infuse the reality of the possibility that I can in earn fifteen rand a day? How, how does that process actually work? Because I think part of the problem, and Stanley, I'm going to ask you to come in here. Part of the problem is that we buy too much into the current reality without entertaining the possibility of a different reality. And that might be partly what causes us to stay stagnant in certain uh, uh, places because we buy in the current reality, we buy into it because we are experiencing it. Did you understand what I'm trying to say? And I think that yeah, what Stanley, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that what Stanley is suggesting in this conversation, and maybe it's going to be part three, is that when you start to focus on the possibilities, the possibilities become realities. True, um, but at, at, at some point you have to have, it's very rare that those possibilities are realized um, out of a place of comfort. So your, your comfort zone has to be well, your I understand. So to I understand. Has to, be, yeah. has to be challenged. Yeah. Okay. Right, let, 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 let's see what Stanley has to say. Stanley, first, maybe you want to con- comment about what Selma has to say. Uh, had to say about the fact that uh, you know uh, you need certain aids to help you start identifying what you want instead of what you don't want, like those vision boards that we were talking about, and the whole issue of the. Uh, the selfish motivation behind um, behind forgiveness rather than uh, the pious sort of motivation behind forgiveness, that in fact it's for you, you doing it for yourself. Then, of course, Martin raising the issue of necessity being the mother of all invention. Yeah, so what I'll firstly say, you know, uh, with, with Selma is that um, I think what she was trying to say and is absolutely correct is that uh, I mean, we're not these aids are for. I mean, we don't create visual aids like a vision board uh, to, to help us identify our goal. Yeah. You should have identified your goal before you create your vision board. Yes. Now, uh, what, what I find something like a vision board useful for, and we must, we must be careful to use things like that as a crutch. Yes. Um, but it, it should be used for its intended purpose. And to understand, as to say that, uh, I think of James Allen's book, What as a Man Thinketh. Yes. He says... We become what we think about most of the time. So if we think in positive thoughts most of the time, we, we, we will start, uh, start uh, in other words, we focus on positive things most of the time, we will start becoming positive. If you live in an environment, and Napoleon Hill speaks about this in his book, Thinking Grow Rich, where you are surrounded by crime all the time, and you're focusing on crime all the time, suddenly crime becomes the normal for you. Yes. That's, that's because that's what you focus on. So we become what we focus about most of the time. So when you're creating a vision board and tools like that, 
it's not there to remind you what your goal is. I mean, yes. if you have to be, if you have to have a board that reminds you, oh yes, my goal is that I'm, I want to lose ten kilograms. Right? That shouldn't be your goal so because what, if, if if you need something to keep reminding you that that's your goal, there's something wrong there. Yes. So what a goal vision board is about actually, it's there to keep to remind you to keep thinking about your goal. Yes. Keep focusing on your goal. Every time you see it, you've got to go, yes, keep focusing on my goal. Why am I doing this? Why am I working so hard? Why am I doing things that I don't, don't want to do? I'd rather be sitting at home playing playing games or watching movies. Oh, yes, I'm at work because I've got a goal. Yes. Every time I see that, I'm working towards that goal. You stay positive. So that that's the first thing that I would say um, in response to that is that I believe those tools help if you understand what their purpose is. Indeed, was. yeah. And then, um, as as for the, just remind me, and, and what were the other two again, Aubrey? Because well, I got well, quite well, what you'd like now. Well, uh, uh, what Michael was, uh, Martin was saying was that sometimes the discomfort of your current circumstances may be the reason why your mind begins to focus on the possibilities. Yeah. Yes. So, so I, 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 and I think I agree with him that uh, sometimes you know when when you're a little bit uncomfortable. Um, you start wondering what are the possibilities that can bring you to your comfort. But I think that the purpose of this conversation is that you don't even have to get there. You can literally, deliberately change what would have been caused by the discomfort by simply changing your, your, your focus. Um, so I'm not disagreeing with, Ma- with, 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 with Martin, but I'm saying that maybe we don't need the discomfort. Yeah, and, and and you know what, this is you know what, uh, this is what surprises me sometimes. Is yeah. that this is this this topic we're talking about? It's not a small thing. It's yeah. a huge thing. Yeah. It's probably, and this is what I wish uh, sometimes more people could get. It's probably one of the most important conversations you're going to have in your life because what you are talking about is your own brain, yeah. your own mind, yeah. the most complicated piece of equipment that we know of in the universe, yeah. and yet nobody or very few people, let's put it that way, ever put any real concerted effort in understanding that piece of upright. Yeah. So we've got this wonderful thing sitting above our heads that, that, we, that most people just have no idea how to use. To me, it's like having a Ferrari and nobody's ever taught you how to, how to switch the thing on. So you're always just pushing it around. And whenever you take a drive <laughs> in this beautiful car, your friends are pushing you up and down the road. And yes, it looks nice, and, and, but it's not nearly performing the way it's supposed to. Yeah. So I think it's very important for us to learn specifically how the mind works. And what we're saying and what tonight is about is that we, to, in order to explain the, 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 or give the answer to the question, how do I focus on positive things when I'm sitting in this extremely negative environment? Yes. It's not an easy answer. It's not a one-one. You know, sometimes people call they, and it's almost like they're expecting a one-word answer. Yeah, that's silver bullet. Yeah. Everything for them. The truth is, this, you do this by firstly making a commitment that you want to change, and then secondly, showing your commitment through study. Yeah. I still said, and I've said that from the beginning of the show, and I, still, and I will say it all the way through the show as long as we're together, nothing replaces reading and studying yeah. and understanding for overcoming these kind of obstacles. Yeah. You need to understand how the mind works. And part of how the mind works is understanding these six muscles. So we've got all these muscles like will and perception and intuition and imagination. And all of them can help you overcome any circumstance. 
But like any muscle in your body, you first got to learn how to train it, and then you've got to start training it. Yeah. And that's what I would say. And, and, and that's part of what these conversations are about. Over and above these conversations, then they need to start reading the books and start putting the work in, and then, yeah. and then things will start to make sense. Uh, this one says, uh, my daughter recently said what she learned from reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad was if you want something and you can't afford it uh, at the moment, you ask yourself, how can I afford it instead of saying I can't afford it? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a that's quite uh, apt. Uh, and then somebody else uh, on Twitter, Wong Ganjinga says, Wally Amos once said, don't waste your time worrying. Worry is not preparation. Analyze the situation and focus on solutions. There is always an answer. And uh, he continues, Amos refuses to acknowledge that obstacles are anything other than stepping stones to success. What do you make of that, Stanley? Yeah, well, you can see when you change, when you use your your power of perception um, to change the way you look at something and you focus on the other side, then that's when these great things come out. And yeah. that's when you, when you said you can either see something as an obstacle or you can see something as a challenge that's going to help you grow. And it's yeah. just what you decide to focus on. Let me tell you what I take away from tonight's discussion, uh, Stanley, is the fact that there's no running away from this responsibility. We all have a responsibility to know and and clearly articulate in our minds, whether you then use a vision board or whatever aid, but we've got to do the work of clearly, clearly um, articulating in our minds what we want instead of simply focusing on the fact that we don't want the discomforts of our current situation. That for me has been quite powerful because I myself... I don't think I've done the work as I should have to clearly define, clearly know what I want such that it is the one dominant factor in my mind. What is it do I want? And I think that's what I take away from this conversation. Awesome. And uh, thank you for that, Obi. Can I maybe just leave some details? Sure, please, yeah. Usually I, usually I speak about my little book, but tonight I, I'm supporting a, 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 thing, a thing that's happening that I think is so important for the youth in our country, yep. Elby, which, is a, which is, we've been speaking the last few, remember a few weeks ago with, with, with Steve and Lorenzo them about their program that they're running. Yeah. I just want to mention on the 24th of April, um, they, we're going to be holding the Mind, Body and Soul. Um, talk at the Green Body um, Club, which is in Sunningville. Yeah. And um, then on the 27th, we're going to, and, and we're going, and I'll tell you where to get more details. We're going to be having a free open house mentorship book reading session where there's going to be people from Angola, uh, Zimbabwe, Nigeria, Ghana, all over are going to be joining us. Um, it's a free event. And what we're going to be doing there is we're going to be discussing different books, different talk about how mentorship through book works yeah. and how you can, how we can encourage and grow each other through this mentorship. And this is a program that the power team is, 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 is going to be running. So I just wanted to mention that if anybody wants to know more information, I think the easiest for right now is email me. It's, uh, and I know in is waiting for the www. So it's not www. It's just liftoff SA at gmail.com. So liftoff SA at gmail.com. And we will give you some details. And that's something that I'm getting involved with simply because I really believe in empowering youth. So Wonderful. thank you for allowing me just to mention that. And Am I invited? Can I come? That. 
Yes, we would love to invite you, Aubrey, to come and do a reading session for us. <laughs> maybe bring a book that has inspired you yeah. and then to come and share. And maybe this is an opportunity for you as a co-author of the Change Creator book to come and maybe share with our readers a little bit about what inspired you because you, you tell a personal story, quite a few personal stories about your life. I'm really and looking maybe, forward uh, to that, Stanley. It would yeah. be nice to have you there as a guest to come and Absolutely. talk to us on that. All right, okay. Stanley, when is it happening? 24th of April, yeah? 24th of 4th April, and then the 27th of April, that Saturday is the first in, in the southern sun and, and Santon, but we'll give you all the details. And there's going to be food and, and, and meeting people from all over the, the continent, oh. and we're going to have been inspiring day. So we'd love to have you there with us. Stanley okay. Beckett, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. It's liftoff.co.za to get more information about this. No, no, it's liftoffsa ah. at gmail.com. Liftoffsa at gmail.com. Stanley Beckett, thank you very much. We'll speak in two weeks' time. Thank you. Yes, I'll Great speak stuff. to you then. All right, two minutes after midnight. Let's take the news.